You're tuned into the Jude 3 Project podcast. As always, I'm your host, Lisa Fields, and I'm joined by a Jude 3 Project contender, Pastor Cameron Triggs. Hey, Lisa. Thank you for having me. All right. Thank you. Um, just tell us a little bit about yourself, Cam. Well, I am a husband. I just got married last year, about to celebrate my first year anniversary. Also expecting my first child uh, coming up. Cameron Triggs the second. Um, I went to University of Central Florida to study religious studies. After that, I pursued a Master of Arts in Theological Studies at Reformed Theological Seminary, and I'm currently serving as student pastor at Shiloh Church in Jacksonville, Florida. And um, I'm just glad to be here. I have, I'm passionate about apologetics, passionate about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and evangelism, and I look forward to talking about the problem of evil today. All right, thank you. And I was also in his wedding, um, just in case y'all want to know. Um, <laughs> but as you know, we've been on a series, um, Theodicy and Hip Hop, and this is our third installment. The first um, episode, we talked about Jay-Z's song, Lost One, and how he raised the question, why do bad things happen? Um, the second installment, we talked about the problem with the problem of evil and how in order to even suggest that there is a evil there has to be absolute truth and we use j cole's song apparently where he said there is no right or wrong and how that's problematic when you're dealing with evil if you take the position that right or wrong is relative and whatever you want to make it or you say right or wrong doesn't exist so in our third installment we told you that we were going to be looking at some specific ways that christians try to reconcile all-loving, all-knowing, all-powerful God and an evil presence in this world. And one of the um, most prevalent responses is the greater good response, um, the greater good, also known as the greater good defense. So um, Pastor Triggs is going to kind of give us an overview of what that argument is all about. Sure, I think it's uh, perfectly summarized by apologists. His name is Douglas Gruthius. And he summarizes the greater good defense as this. Evil has a secondary status in the universe. It is not a direct creation of God, but comes through human mismanagement of people and their environment. Nevertheless, some moral goods are impossible apart from responding to particular evils. Therefore, the fall, which based on human rebellion gets a holy God, opens up possibilities for virtue not possible otherwise. That is, evil serves as an instrumental good purpose in the providence of God. In short, it talks about how evil can use, uh, be used by God as an overall instrumental act for a grand purpose other than evil itself. It talks about uh, particularly uh, dealing with humans. This is known as the soul-making theory that God cultivates character or virtue and ultimately Christ-likeness through the avenues of trials and tribulations. And uh, so it's like you can't have patience unless you know what it's like to be impatient. Adam and Eve lived in a world where they could not express heroism or courage and all those other things because prior to the fall they did not have the opportunities to respond to that and uh greater good talks about how evil can be used for purposes unforeseen sometimes to human beings for greater purposes Mm -hmm. because like like you were saying like first corinthians 13 talks about love all of those actions that are love actions kindness long-suffering temperance you have to have things that come against that to bring those things out right definitely and uh i just also it's it's in scripture 
as you said, 1 Corinthians 13. Uh, my scripture that kind of reference to this is Romans 5, 1 through 5. Uh, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Through him, we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, talking about evil, going through trials and tribulations. And Paul says that these sufferings produce endurance, and endurance produces character, character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Uh, so it's very important. It, it forms our character. Evil forms our character. Um, and uh, God uses evil in ways that we may not know at the ultimate time. But, you know, Revelation 15 says that we will sing a song that says that his righteous acts have been revealed, even if we don't know what they are today. Mm-hmm. So as we always tie this into hip hop, Kanye West has a song off of his first album um, with, called Heard Him Say with Albert, Adam Levine on the hook. And we're gonna play a little bit of snippet from that. They say people in your life for seasons, and anything that happens is for a reason. And if you come clapping and keep the squeezing, and grab, keep praying, and keep believing in Jesus, and one day that you see him. To them walk in his footsteps and try to be him. The devil is alive, but fail and breathe him. Claiming money is the key. So in this part, Kanye West says. They say people in your life are seasons and anything that happens is for a reason. And the N-word, gun clapping and keep to squeezing and Graham keep praying and keep believing in Jesus one day that you see him. So in this in this song, he's arguing that everything in life is happening for a reason. And that's what the greater good argument is arguing that Everything in life God is using, he's working these things together for a specific reason. It's for our good, but most importantly for his glory. So the purpose of our pain and how we reconcile it is he's bringing a greater good. Like Joseph in um, Genesis, when he talks to his brothers and said, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for my good. And how God brought about his glory through that. So what would you say to somebody who says, well, does God have to make all of these things happen that has something devastating in their lives happen, like somebody murdered in their family or a rape? Or how is there a better way for God to use this kind of devastating hurt? I can't reconcile that with my personal experience. Yeah, uh, so there's definitely a, um, an emotional aspect to this uh discussion of the problem of evil it's not just intellectual and i think sometimes scholars and philosophers do people a disservice by treating it merely intellectual there are feelings involved there is a lot of hurt involved there's past experiences involved and so with that you know it takes counseling it's rejoicing with those who rejoice weeping with those who weep sometimes people don't need a philosophical answer they just need a shoulder to cry on mm-hmm. um, but if we do approach it from intellectual aspect um, talking about apologetics, defending the faith, uh, it's typically defined by scholars as uh, gratuitous evil, which mm-hmm. evil that serves no purpose. They always, you know, this is kind of their uh, ace in the hole. This is where they say, what about gratuitous evil? Um, when I was doing religious studies at Uni- University of Central Florida, we were reading a, uh, a book on uh, the problem of evil. I can't remember if it was John Hick or Stephen T. Davis. They had a read on, on the problem of evil. And their example of gratuitous evil was, um, during a time of war, soldiers were basically um, pillaging and raping women, 
and the evil got so bad that they were literally taking babies, sitting them on the fence posts, making the baby laugh. And once the baby laughs, they shot the baby in the face. Wow. And that's uh, their example of gratuitous evil. And they push very hard on this greater good defense to say, um, well, where is the good in that? Where's the greater reason in that? Mm-hmm. Um, first, I want to say that Christian theism or Christian theology gives us reasons why we may not know what the greater purpose is. First and foremost, humans are finite. Mm-hmm. Um, we're limited in our intellectual being. Two, humans are sinful and prideful. There's a lot of things that we think should be the greater purpose that may not necessarily be the purpose. Um, you see this in uh, even theology, health, wealth, prosperity theology, thinking the greater good is my happiness, mm-hmm. when in fact, God's purpose for life is knowledge of him. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you go to the funeral of a loved one, you don't know why that person died, but maybe God through his providence saved somebody mm-hmm. through that instance. And that would be the greater good in God's perspective. He is the authoritative person to demonstrate what that greater purpose is. And then three, God is infinite. He's mm-hmm. mysterious. We can't exhaustively know God or less he would not be God. Mm-hmm. And so I always want to push it on the gr- gratuitous evil I would consent to the fact that there are things that we may not know, but that makes evil inscrutable, not gratuitous. Mm-hmm. It makes evil mysterious to extent, but it does not limit the fact that there may be a purpose that we don't know because we are finite, we are sinful, and God is infinite. Mm-hmm. And we're limited in our, like you're saying, we're limited in our understanding of knowing him. Right. Um, <clears throat> does this, this defense make God the author of evil, though? That's a, I know that's one of the pushbacks. So are you saying that God is the creator of evil or is he just using evil? I think that's a good question. And I think that's why also with this discussion, the problem with evil, we we as Christians approach, uh, approach it with Christian theology as our presuppositions. Mm-hmm. And when we have those presuppositions, it gives us the full worldview that actually accurately explains evil first of all evil is decadent Mm -hmm. it is parasitic it is not something that exists of itself it exists in something that's opposition to the good Mm -hmm. and so we have these presuppositions that god is creator he created everything good and then we also have the fall Mm -hmm. which tells us where evil came into place Mm -hmm. um and so no god is not the author um, because God is omnipotent. He cannot be taken away from. He cannot be evil in himself. Mm-hmm. Scripture tells us he can't be tempted with evil. He's perfect. Mm-hmm. But through human uh, immorality, we brought evil to this world. But God has used our immorality mm-hmm. to glorify Jesus Christ and to cultivate character in human beings is how I would describe it. And it is, like you said, Genesis 50, verse 20, Paul, uh, Joseph says, you know, you intended it for evil. So I think that's number one thing. You know, there is evil. Mm-hmm. Um, evil exists. Mm-hmm. And we can only affirm that, I believe, in a Christian theology. Mm-hmm. That it exists. It's wrong. But God can use it for good. And it's that scripture we always quote in Romans 8. Um, God uses uh, all the bad things, you know, everything for our good. And it's not mm-hmm. saying everything is good, but he uses it for our good. Mm-hmm. So that who in turn is the author of evil? It is Satan or is it our bad, poor choices? that leads to that something being inherently evil? Yeah, I would say if you go back to Satan, he was the one who ultimately was the father of lies. He's the first one who actually sins. 
Um, I would say that we are the author of bringing sin into this world because we had dominion over this world, even though Satan tempted us. Mm -hmm. And so speaking from a human, you know, humanistic manner, we brought sin into this world. We are the authors of it mm -hmm. because we brought it into to this world. And it's kind of a tricky question because it's like asking you, what does the color blue smell like? Um, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, you can't ask somebody, you know, who created the donut hole. Mm -hmm. It's empty. Evil is parasitic. It takes away. It detracts. It technically doesn't have an author because it degenerates from that which is already created. Okay, gotcha. So that's the one of the most prevalent responses in Christian theology for the problem of evil. Is there anything you want to add, Pastor Triggs? Yes, I, I would just want to, again, speak to that emotional level the, mm -hmm. because a lot of times for people, it's not merely the intellectual uh, philosophical arguments mm -hmm. a lot of times it is people who have been hurt deeply within mm -hmm. church or out of church and I believe that the problem of evil is actually proof for the existence of God because it shows us that we need a solution mm -hmm. and without God it is hopeless mm -hmm. um, we're, we are not um, highly evolved goo mm -hmm. we're not like other animals you may see wolves howl at the moon you might see um, other animals, you know, have grief over a loss of additional family, but we're the only beings who get mad at God and, and or get turn our face to the heavens and ask why. Mm -hmm. And these trials and these tribulations, um, God is using them to bring revival in our souls. And I believe that the enemy, Satan, exists and he wants to use it to bring, bring rebellion into our souls. Mm -hmm. And I just want people to know that God is using all things to draw him to yourself. If you're listening to this, God wants your hurt to draw him mm -hmm. to himself and that without God, the alternatives are even worse. Mm -hmm. And I just want to push us that in this talk about problem of evil, the greatest um, vices are not outside of us, they're inside of us. Mm -hmm. We need to ask ourselves how we contribute to the problem of evil mm -hmm. because inherently we're evil inside. Mm -hmm. And that's why Jesus had to come. He just won't rescue us from the problem of evil outside of us. He wants to rescue us from the problem of evil inside of us. Mm -hmm. And that with God being a part of the solution, Jesus Christ came. He redeems us. He'll give us new life. God took uh, evil so seriously that he let his son suffer mm -hmm. to redeem this story. Amen. Amen. Well, as always, you can check us out on www.jew3project.com and on Twitter at Jew3project, on Instagram at Jew3project. And on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Jew3project. And uh, we want to thank again Pastor Tricks for coming on and being um, a guest on us, on our show with us. And tune in next week as we talk about the free will response to the problem of evil.